Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quite often, work nightmares are at least slightly subtle in the ways they operate. Gossiping behind someone's back or just doing something but leaving no witnesses. But every now and then, a nightmare will become so confident in their abilities to terrorise and their security in their position that they'll go the next step and get physical. In a sane world, that would see them fired or disciplined at the very least. But what if they were right to feel secure in their position? because they had the unwavering support of management. That was the kind of situation Liz encountered when Barbara became the manager at her restaurant. I'm Sam Blacker, and you're listening to I Work With A Nightmare. I was in high school. I was looking for a job to sustain, you know, paying rent and all that kind of stuff because I wasn't living at home. So I just went in for an interview and they hired me basically on the spot because they were really desperate. And so began Liz's first job. And for an entry level position, things went pretty well. It was great. I mean, they have like a really great sense of almost like community. Like all of my coworkers, they were really great with like, we did a lot of like outings together. We did a lot of like get to know you's before we started working with each other. Like it was great in terms of that. Most of the management was totally great. A lot of them really understood because most of the management were hired as crewmates um, before being promoted to managers so they knew what it was like to work on the floor they knew what the issues were so they weren't yelling at us for things that they know were not our fault or like things like that and then barbara entered the scene i had been working at this place for about two and a half three years um when she got hired on as manager um she had never worked at this chain before. So it was kind of a surprise. Our general manager kind of brought us into a room and sat us down and was like, listen, she's new. She doesn't really know what she's doing. So kind of give her a break um, if she makes mistakes. Things were relatively controlled when they first met and Liz thought things were looking pretty good. So the first time I met her was she had a, a buddy shift where she basically just shadowed another manager um, to see kind of how they do the job. At first, she was very nice and positive, and I thought it was gonna be great because she had like a very positive kind of like outlook on everything. Like even if somebody made a mistake, she was kind of like, just pick it up, move along. Like it was great like that. But that did not last. So as soon as she started working as a full-time manager, um, 
she just turned into a nightmare, basically. She just, she would come into work angry. Her big thing that made everybody in a restaurant angry was, was her huge policy was leave your work stuff at, or leave your home stuff at home and deal with your work stuff at work. So whatever problems you're going through at, work, at home, when you walk through the door, they disappear because you're at work now. In theory, this could maybe make sense, but Barbara used this against Liz for situations where it clearly did not apply. I had an experience where somebody had almost hit me in my car on the way driving to work, and I have anxiety when I drive, so I came into work and I was a little bit shook up and I was a little bit late because they ended up, um, they did hit me, they nicked the front of my car, so I had to wait for basically like police to get there and to deal with insurance and all that kind of stuff. So I called as soon as it happened, before I even called police or anything else, the, the restaurant to just say, I'm gonna be late. And on the phone, she was like, okay. And then when I got to work, I was upset. And immediately she jumped down my throat, basically calling me like unprofessional and like all this other stuff and just saying that like, I can't do my job when I'm in this state. And I basically just very calmly explained the situation. I was like, listen, this is what just happened. I have anxiety driving. I called the store to let them know I'd be late. Like, I don't know what else you would have wanted me to do. And she basically was like, it's not about what I want you to do. It's about you showing up to work on time and basically just like dismissed me. Obviously, this is not the response you want from your boss. But it turned out that while Barbara's rules could apply to others, they didn't apply to her. She, during this time, um, right after this two weeks, uh, started going through a divorce and she would come into work every day, which is terrible. And I'm so sorry that that's happening to you, but she would come into work every day in a horrible mood. She would come in and she would like disregard work rules. We're not allowed to drink when we're, or eat or have any kind of like food or drinks while we're working. And she would always come in with like energy drinks and like all that kind of stuff and leave her like garbage all over the place. And so obviously it was kind of like the situation of why are you making all these rules and you're not following any of them. It went well beyond the normal hypocritical behaviour too. Throughout those two years that we were working together before it kind of exploded, she would make like snide comments and she would text my coworkers about um, like about me. I have an illness, so every once in a while certain things happen where I can't make it into work and I've never gone over. We get three sick days, three paid sick days and three vacation days, so six days for the year. But she would make comments and text my coworkers about how I was unprofessional and how she called me uneducated once. I don't know what you want. I'm a high school student working a part-time job. I don't know how much education you want from me, but you know, um, it was just stuff like that where I was like, you know what? She didn't say it to my face, so I'll just ignore it, pretend it never happened. Now you could blame a lot of this on bad management, not keeping her in check, except when there was a management change, it quickly became clear the previous management had been holding her back. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. We got a new general manager, that's what happened. And the new general manager that worked at my store was very closely related to this nightmare manager, um, which made it a lot difficult. If if she had done any of this stuff before, I could go to my old general manager and say, hey, this is what she said to me at work. And they would write up a little form, basically just saying, I've talked to this manager about it. She knows that it's wrong. If it happens again, like then we'll deal with it then kind of thing. But my new general manager who came in about, I want to say like half a year to a year before I quit, was like best friends with this this nightmare manager. So anytime I would bring a complaint to her, she was kind of just not like looking to, I don't know, deal with it. In fact, not only was the new boss wanting to ignore the bad behavior, they actually made it even more hostile for those who reported it. And anytime I pushed, she would just subtly slide in that she's the one that makes my pay, she's the one that gives me the check, and she's the one that basically has my job. So at that point, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. So Barbara continued to grow more and more aggressive and nightmarish, and the environment around the workplace became less and less supportive for the workers. It was only a matter of time until things escalated, and they did. It started at night. I worked that night shift with this manager, and so basically, when you work an eight-hour shift at this place, you get a half an hour break. When you work an eight-hour shift on night shifts, you don't get a break per se. They basically are just like, if you want to eat, eat. If an order pops up while you're eating, come deal with that, and then you can go back, finish eating, whatever. Like, it's not a set half an hour like it is during the day. Naturally, when there are no hard or fast rules, a destructive manager can thrive in causing chaos. And that's exactly what Barbara did. I had told her, like, oh, I'm going to go eat my lunch, basically. Um, she was kind of, like, huffy about it. And I was like, oh, is that a problem? Or, like, did you need me to do something right now? Or, like, you know, there's nobody in the line. And she basically just said, well, I wanted to take my break now. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You can take your break. I'll stay here if there's orders. Um, and then I can take my break after. Unfortunately, things did not go smoothly and an order popped up on the screen, um, like where well, the car came through and they were ordering, and um, there's a thing in the computers, there are certain things you can't do without a code from a manager. Certain things just like, you can't accept a $50 bill without a code from a manager just because they have to go through, you know, stuff like that. So I basically called her like on the headset and I was like, hey, um, I know that you're eating, but I can't complete this order without your code. And she basically came around all snooty with her tray of food and she set it down on the counter. She came over to the window and she typed in her code 
speaking to the customer. She was like, okay, have a nice day. So nice to see you. Immediately shuts the window and turns around to me and says, why did you interrupt me from my break? And I was like, I don't know any way around it that I could not. Um, and I was like, if you, you can just go back and finish eating, I'll stay here. And she basically was like, well, my food is cold now. Barbara was hostile, in a position of power, and intimidating Liz. But things were about to go up a notch. And so I basically was like, oh, look, I'm sorry. I don't know what you want me to do about it. You know, like, we have we have times we have to adhere to. I didn't want the customer to wait. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Customers come first, all that kind of deal. And she basically was like, well, this food is garbage now. And she took her whole tray of food, which had, like, a drink and like all of her food on it and basically just chucked it at me. And her drink popped open and spilled all over me. Um, There was sauce literally all over the place. Um, All of her food ended up on the ground and the tray hit me, which I mean, you know, it didn't really hurt. It's a plastic tray, but the point is, you know, literally whipped this food at me. Liz was thrown. She felt physically attacked because she had been. So she called for help. Like my uniform's like soaking wet. I'm like, what do I even do? It's just me and her. There's only two people when it's the night shift. So I'm like, I can't bring this up with anyone. I can't do anything. I'm like, what do I do? I'm not gonna continue working in a disgusting, gross uniform. So I basically ended up calling one of my other managers that I got along well with. I explained it to them and they ended up at four o'clock in the morning, driving from their house to the restaurant to take over the rest of my shift. So other managers knew of the situation, but still nothing happened. And it would only get worse, this time in a shift with even more witnesses. So I was working and we have like a little system where we have a rack of buns and then we have a rack of buns in the back of the store that we take out of the freezer to defrost. So I went to do a bun pull in the back. I had been working here at this point for about four years. I know how to do my job. I was a trainer. I was a, a team leader. Um, so I, like, I know how to do my job. I went to the back. I told my people in my kitchen that I was leaving. So to be aware and you know, kind of try and pick up that slack for a little bit, it usually takes less than 10 minutes. Liz was going about her work and then Barbara arrived on the scene. And she came speeding around the corner and I was holding um, like a skid full of buns. And so she came over and took her hand and slammed it down on top of the buns. And I dropped them and they fell all over the floor. Um, and like she hadn't said anything yet. So I was immediately like, um, what? It's an unnecessarily aggressive and physical way to interact with someone who you are responsible for. But Barbara didn't let up. And she looks at me and she's like, what are you doing? And just immediately aggressive. And I was taken back. I was like, um, I'm just doing a bun pull. And she was like, there's only three people out there right now. Like, they need you out there. And I was like, they're three very capable people. I told them I was leaving. I asked if they needed anything. Like, they're fine on their own. We have no regular buns. So regardless, this has to happen. Liz tried to handle the situation, but Barbara was clearly looking for a fight and did the thing many nightmare managers do. She started making up rules. She said to me, you need to pass this through a manager before you do it. Never in my four years of working, of training people, of being at this workplace did anyone ever say that. It was just, it's a daily thing that happens multiple times throughout the day. 
managers don't have time to deal with that. So I basically was just like, oh, I'm sorry, like, is that a new rule? I, because I, I was unaware that that was something that we had to do. Liz was feeling confronted and did her best to de-escalate. But Barbara had other intentions. After I said that, she was like, don't give me attitude. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it to come off that way. And she was like, stop yelling at me. And I was like, I'm sorry, I, I'm generally a loud person. My fam- I have a big family, we talk loud, we yell at each other, it's just normal. So I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to yell at you. I'm trying to defuse the situation. I work in customer service, I know how to do that. And she is literally just screaming in my face. Now, this screaming wasn't just a raised voice. This was intentionally aggressive and abusive. She immediately started calling me names and, you know, just terrible names. I'm not going to repeat them, but names that should not be said in the workplace at all, especially by a manager, but by anyone. And so I immediately was like, okay, like, I'm just going to exit this conversation because I don't think it's going anywhere. And I think we're both just getting angry at each other for no reason. Um, and she, she put her hand like on the side of the door frame, the door out of the like area in front of the fridge. She put her hand on the side of the door frame and was like, you don't leave until I dismiss you. Now, Liz was trapped in a room with a boss who'd already started things off by being physically aggressive. She'd become verbally abusive and was showing no signs of letting up. So again, Liz tried to wrap things up. So I'm panicking. I'm like, what do I do? I basically said, look, if this is a problem, I can take it up with our general manager. And I was like, you, or you can take it up with our general manager. But as of right now, you're worried about me being back here and not doing my job, but also at the same time prohibiting me from doing my job. So we're in the middle of a dinner rush. I'm like, if we can just, we can deal with this after when we're less busy and you know. She didn't know how Barbara would react, but nothing could have prepared her for what came next. And that's when she basically looked at me and she was like, fine. And she turned to walk away and I turned to follow her down the hallway to get back into the work area. And she turned around at the end of the hallway and she looked me in the eyes and she spit on my face. Liz was shocked. This wasn't an accident. It was an intentional hock up of saliva aimed right at her. So she took action. I immediately, without saying anything, walked into my general manager's officer office. I literally said, can you see my face? There's spit on it. This manager just spit on my face. And my general manager basically just said, we'll deal with it after. Exactly what I had said, you know, we're busy. And I was like, we're dealing with this after. Like, you're not gonna push it under the rug like you have been. Having a manager say, we'll deal with it after, to this kind of action from a manager isn't a great sign. And it definitely didn't get better for Liz. So I finished the rest of my shift and I clocked out. And then my general manager called me into the office and she basically asked me like a rundown of what happened. And then she said, okay, wait outside. And she called this manager in and asked her also a rundown of what happened. And then she called me into the office with this manager there lording over me and basically said, We both feel that the way you acted um, was unprofessional and that that's what warranted this manager reacting in the way that she did. Liz had to handle physical and verbal aggressions from her manager and their supervisor chose to ignore it and instead blame her for it. She felt this left her with no other choice. 
And at that point I was like, you know what? You can consider this my two weeks because I'm leaving because I'm not dealing with that. Unfortunately, Liz's managers took her act of defiance and turned it against her. I basically, when I told her I'm going to do my two weeks, my general manager was like, you don't even need to do the two weeks. You can just leave because we don't want that kind of attitude around here. And I was like, okay, so now I don't even have two weeks to find, you know, another job. She was left in the lurch in a very vulnerable situation and things got pretty hard. So I did find another job about three months after. Um, But yeah, it was tough in those three months because... They just scrounged together all my friends being like, can you please spare me money for rent? And luckily I have people, you know, in my life that were able to help, but it was rough. Sometimes actions like this result in karma and the victims who leave hear about things falling apart for the nightmare. Sadly for Liz, this doesn't seem to be the case. My best friend currently works at this place and um, they talked about my general manager that was there, who's still there um, at the end, Uh, stepping down and it being a possibility that this manager was going to step up into being the general manager for my restaurant. Sometimes the nightmares survive. Sadly, sometimes even the worst, most blatantly aggressive and destructive nightmares just scare and manipulate others in order to stay on top. Maybe Karma will meet Barbara a bit further down the road, but all Liz knows is that she's safe from her for now. If you liked hearing this story, even as sad and toxic as it is, feel free to give the podcast a review. Uh, I would love an extra rating or, or mention. It really helps the podcast grow. If you have a story you want to share, let me know. Head to samblacker.com or to any of my social media accounts. Uh, I work with a nightmare on Instagram or Sam Blacker on Facebook. I'd love to share your story too. I'll be back in another week with an analysis of a previous episode with Pete Havel. And I'll be back in two weeks' time with another full episode. Until then, good luck at work.